Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Greetings, friends. We are Mike and Jody Cleveland here to discuss a very important subject with you. Jody, thank you for being with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's such a joy. We are going to start a new series called Living in the New Covenant. Yay! And uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, Maybe you might think to yourself, what is the New Covenant? Well, for that matter, what was the old covenant? <laughs> uh, when did one start and the other end? When uh, did God implement the new covenant? What is the new covenant? What was the old covenant? Things like that. When did they start? What were they? Though That's what we're going to be discussing because, Jody, as you know, that if you are trying to live under the old covenant, it's a very destructive force in your life. 2 Corinthians 3 calls the Old Covenant the ministry of condemnation and the ministry of death. Right, yeah. It's discouraging and frustrating, and sometimes we don't even know we're trying to do it. Right. Trying to live under that, yeah. So we're going to be discussing these things. Right now, let's talk about how we come into the New Covenant, and just the simple answer to that is what? Believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. So what we want to do then is say, well, what's the gospel? Yes. Now, if you ask a hundred people who identify as Christians that question, you will probably get a lot of different answers. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some that you can think of? I I can think of, uh, you know, love God and love people. Right. Uh, That's the gospel. And it turns out, actually, no, that's the law. Those are the two most important commandments. They're the summary of the law. Love God and love people. That's the law, not the gospel. Right. What would what would other people say the gospel is? Well, I've heard um, it's all of the Bible, everything right. in the Bible. Or um, then I've heard there, I had heard people clarify it and say, oh, no, it's just the red parts. Everything that Jesus said right. is the gospel. Yeah. Um, I've heard that it's God's love for you. Sure. Um, I've heard it's all the good things Jesus did. Yes. It's it's the life and teaching and death and resurrection of Jesus. All these wrong views of what the gospel is. Right. Um, like if I were to ask you, what is a Boeing 727? And you were pointing to a little Cessna. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, well, no, that's an airplane, but that's not a Boeing 727. Um, the gospel is definable. It is. Uh, and we need to start there. So in this series called New Covenant Living, we are going to, first of all, examine what the gospel is, and we're going to keep these messages short, aren't we, Jody? We are going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep my part short. Are you? Okay. <laughs> you heard him. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you don't believe me. No, I believe um, So let's look together at the gospel. Yes. And it starts in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, where Paul says this. He's writing to the Corinthians. Now, brothers and sisters, I want you to remember 
the gospel, the yes. good news I brought to you. It's interesting. He wants them to remember. He wants to remind them of the gospel because that's Paul's message. Mm. It is the gospel. Yes. He said, you received this good news and continue strong in it or take your stand on it. Mm -hmm. Now, Jody, there's lots of things in the Christian life that you could take a stand on. The Corinthians took a stand on the gospel. Mm -hmm. What are some things that in Christianity people are known for taking a stand on? Um, well, pro-life, uh, marriage, what the definition of marriage, um, good things, a lot of really good things, uh, social justice, um, you know. Yeah, things that are not wrong in and of themselves. Sure. But the Corinthians took their stand on the gospel. Yes. Um, we might think of them maybe planting their feet in cement. Um, here they stand and will not be moved. The gospel of Jesus Christ is what we should take our stand on. But how can we take a stand on something if we don't know what it is? Uh, you want me to take a stand on loving God and loving people? Uh, no. No. How about mm. you want me to take a stand on all the wonderful things that Jesus did and said? No. Um, this is not the gospel. Right. Um, and he clarifies doesn't he? The reason why he wants to remind them of this good news in verse two. What does that say, Jody? And you are being saved by it. If you continue believing what I told you, if you do not, then you believed for nothing. So he reminds them that it's the gospel that saved them. Mm -hmm. And so that's the importance of taking a stand on it. And when you take a stand on the gospel, Jody, you're anchored. Yes. You are stable. Yes. You are not tossed about by every wind and wave of doctrine. Mm -hmm. You are maturing in your faith when you take a stand on the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so he says, you are saved by it if you continue believing. In other words, we're to believe today. Yes, every day. Every day. Yeah. We are to hear the gospel afresh and believe it again mm -hmm. today. We're believing believers. Uh, it does no good to say, when I was five years old, I heard the gospel and I believed it then. Right. It does no good whatsoever. That was something that happened 30, 40, 50 years ago, and it is not producing life in us now. Right. We want to believe it. If you continue, it says, if you continue believing right. what I told you, then it will have an effect on us. It will have a change. We're not believing for nothing. We're believing in a life-transforming way. That's right. Yes, the gospel. So he's now going to define it because yes. if, if you need to believe it and take your stand on it and continue believing it, you better know what it is. Yes. And one of the crisis, crises of the church today is they are not defining the gospel. They'll say things like, Oh, yes, we are to put others ahead of ourselves. That's the gospel. Right. Oh, we are to count ourselves, of, of be, be humble. That's the gospel. Mm -hmm. Okay, no. <laughs> this may be the effect of believing the gospel. Right. But we have to know actually the gospel. And, of course, the devil hates the gospel. So we are dealing with a supernatural enemy that wants to blind us to it, 
according to 2 Corinthians 4.4. So Paul's now going to define it. And what does he say in verse 3? I pass on to you what I received, of which this was most important, that Christ died for our sins, as the scriptures say. So this is the first part of the gospel, that Christ died for our sins. Yes. The wages of sin is death, and Jesus was paid our wages. Yes. Sin is that which puts a, a block between us and God, and Jesus came and removed the block. Mm. Uh, sin requires death, and Jesus died. That means that he took your sin away from you. He took your sin and made it his own. Mm -hmm. He took your condemnation. He took your guilt. Uh, he took all of your sin, guilt, shame, condemnation onto himself mm -hmm. and died. Mm -hmm. Therefore, any believer has no sin, guilt, shame, or condemnation. Right. Because they are free from it. Because Jesus died with it. Right. This is Paul's point, and he calls it that which was most important. Um, and so that's the first part of the gospel. Okay, what is the next part according to verse 4? That he was buried and was raised to life on the third day, as the scriptures say. Okay, so the second part of the gospel is that he was raised to life on the third day. This means that... He is no longer paying for your sin. He's no longer in the grave. Yes. Your sin has been paid for once for all. Yes. And Jesus is alive now. If, if your sin still needed to be paid for, Jesus would still be in the grave mm -hmm. paying for it. But the reality is the scriptures, and Jody, what scriptures is he referring to here when he says according to the scriptures twice? Old Testament. Right? Yeah. Old Testament. So you mean to tell me that the Old Testament spoke of and pointed forward to the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Yes, absolutely. And we can go through many examples of that, can't we? Right. Well, that's what Jesus told the men on the road to Emmaus. He, he took them through the Old Testament scriptures and showed how they foretold of his sufferings and his dying and rising again. And his glories to come. Yes. And so this is the gospel. Now, the, the first part of the gospel, that Christ died for our sin, has a confirming proof here. It says that he was buried. Yes. Uh, he wasn't buried alive. Nope. Uh, he died for your sin and was buried. That's the proof. The resurrection, the second part, has a confirming proof. What confirming proof is that, Jody? Well, it says... Um, he was seen by Peter and then by the 12 apostles and then by more than 500 of the believers at the same time. So that's confirming proof that he was raised from the dead. Now, he also says that most of these people are still living today. What he means by that is you can verify the truth of what I'm telling you. Just go ask them. They're still alive. If what I'm saying is incorrect, they would certainly correct me. Mm -hmm. Peter would correct me. These other 500 people who saw him would say, that's not true. No, there was no correcting because Jesus rose from the dead. Now, the reason that he rose from the dead is because he no longer had any sin to pay for and because through his resurrection, 
Every believer is justified, according to Romans 4.25, that Jesus rose from the dead to justify you before the Father. Now, what that simply means is, as Jesus rose from the dead and ascended to the Father, he showed him his wounds. Mm -hmm. He, in essence, as the high priest, took his own blood into the presence of the Father and said, as it were, these people are forgiven. Mm -hmm. They are fully atoned for. Their sin is no longer attributed to them. I've taken it. I've removed it. Please justify them in my place. Even as you counted me and condemned me in their place, now justify them in my place. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus rose from the dead. This is a historically verifiable fact, isn't it? Yes. And God, the Father, received. He said, yes, we are justified. Right. We have been justified. Right. So, Jody, <clears throat> look at us. We're coming up on 15 minutes. This is great. Mm -hmm. um, the point is that this gospel is the most important Point, and it's in all the scriptures, yes. and it must be defined correctly. I'm going to close with this illustration. Okay. Back when I was flying as an airline pilot, I would have to go in every so often and take check rides. And as we were uh, doing one particular procedure, which is called a go-around, maybe there was an airplane on the runway ahead of us, maybe there was wind shear, we had to go around. Sure. And we were required to make call-outs by rote. It goes like this. Going around, flaps 20, check thrust, positive rate, gear up, set missed approach altitude. Okay, This was what we were required to state by rote so that we wouldn't have to think about it in the moment. It just came out of our mouths. Mm -hmm. This is the way the gospel should be to us. Now, I remember one time uh, missing a phrase in there. And the instructor said, Stop ad-libbing. <laughs> right. Stick with the script. Okay. In Christianity, we need to not ad-lib. Oh, humility, that's the gospel. <laughs> Stop ad-libbing. Loving other people, that's <laughs> right? the gospel, right? Right. Doing kind, being kind to your neighbor. Yeah. Stop uh, ad-libbing. Yes. <laughs> right. Stick with the script. And by that, we simply mean this message is too important to not define accurately. Christ died for your sin. He was buried, and He rose again on the third day, all of it according to the Scriptures. Yes. Jody, let's bring this to a close, and next time we will discuss New Covenant Living. Sounds wonderful. Can't wait. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.